Christian that struggles emotionally and mentally at times? If you are, then hey, we're so glad that you're joining the conversation today because we want to tell you that you're not alone and it's okay. So thanks for listening to the podcast of C3 Church Melbourne North, Hope Anchored. Let's have a talk. Welcome to our podcast, Hope Anchored. I'm joined again by my co-host, special co-host, special guest. Oh, you forgot my name. Shanti. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to get the name first or your title <laughs> or some joke or some reference, but how are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming back. I ha- am back. There's <laughs> a lot of great feedback from people from our last episode. Was it? Wanted to uh, enjoy us talking and to sharing our thoughts together. So we wanted to talk today about, hey, we're, we're Christians, but we struggle emotionally and mentally. Yeah, because sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. And this week is Are You Okay Day, which is all about having a conversation about mental health. Yep. And I think that's important. It is definitely important to see where people are at, to give people opportunity. Yep. And these, these podcasts are good for you and I. It's be like therapy. Without the therapist, we actually sit down and talk to each other for a concerted time, which doesn't always happen in the busyness of life. Yeah. It's, it takes a microphone and a deadline for us to have a conversation. but And some bright lights. And some bright lights. And so we are talking about m- mental health a little bit. And it's just a really a, a conversation. This is by no means yeah. a prescription for dealing with mental health. This is not four steps to better emotional well-being this is just us literally having a chat about this idea of it's okay to be struggling emotionally and mentally it is and we probably both have i know i definitely have definitely Um, we all had times where or seasons where i've just felt down or not at myself yeah and Um, i think we, we talk about mental health as a continuum and there's different models that, that different psychologists and sociologists will use to describe mental health as a continuum. But I guess one of the prominent of late models is is this idea of mental health along the continuum from so, someone being in, in their best possible place emotionally and mentally is flourishing. Mm-hmm. And then on the, the opposite side to that spectrum is is people that are struggling, like not even just struggling, but are, are clinically diagnosed with mental health issues, maybe major depression or or some other diagnosis. But then there's also this middle space. Yeah. And most of us are probably in the middle space more often than we realize. Mm. And Adam Grant, psychologist, that, that has become quite... Um, influential in in different spaces over the last few years he he describes it well he he actually didn't coin the phrase i think it was maybe someone by the name of Corey keys going back to 2002 trying to put some of my university studies <laughs> uh into play here and that's but not Corey duker on keys not Corey duker from church no, no. uh cory <laughs> Corey keys i didn't i didn't get the reference that was good Thanks. that was quick it's a dad joke for you on father's uh, day it was a dad joke it is father's day we are recording <laughs> and 
he he talks about this this middle zone of the mental health continuum as being what what is described as languishing. Mm. And if I kind of, I guess, read his brief definition of what languishing is, it's a sense of stagnation and emptiness. And it feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. Which I think a lot of us can relate to, especially during lockdown. I would just describe it as being stuck. Yeah. I'm not doing great, but I'm not doing bad. I'm, I'm functional, but... I'm not sure I'm going anywhere. Yeah. Um, almost like a bit like a being stuck on a treadmill, which mm. most people don't enjoy. It's like you're doing life, but you're just not really getting much out of life. Yeah, and it's and it's 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 a place where we all experience it, but you don't need to stay there. Yeah. And again, this is not a how to get out of that place of languishing. This is really about helping people understand that one as a christian firstly most christians most people struggle emotionally and mentally at times for different amounts of times yeah secondly there is a a a peace that is available during those times where you are struggling and not doing your best not flourishing yeah and i think in the Christian space, there hasn't been maybe a place where people have been able to struggle. Yeah, because if I go back to to Adam Grant and he's so he he wrote the the most popular, most read article of the New York New York Times in twenty twenty one, which is talks about the blah feeling that most of us experienced during the pandemic mm. and this idea of languishing. It was the second most viewed. Uh, TED Talk of 2021, and in and in that TED Talk, he he references this concept of toxic positivity. Yeah, which I'm not a huge fan of the word toxic positivity. No, sounds pretty awful. Yeah, I think I think I, I like another psychologist, uh, Susan David. Her phrasing for it, which is maybe just false positivity. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes as Christians, we we get good at false positivity and these. Christian badges yeah, that we kind of hide behind. I think in that Christian space, sometimes we can try and be so positive about every single situation, um, but it's probably not really exactly where we're at. No, no. And it's, I feel like sometimes we, we have these phrases, you know, I can do all, you know, all things work together for good for those who love God and call according to his purposes. And yeah, that's true. You know, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds for the testing of your faith. And that is true. Yes. But sometimes I feel like we, we, we hang on to these scriptures and it's like we iron them on to our proverbial Christian scouts uniform. Yeah. Which you, you, were, you, you, you were one of those as a kid, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I was a sunbeam though. A sunbeam. Did you have a song? Was there a sunbeam song? <laughs> There was a song, but I don't know what it was. And when you graduated from Sunbeams, you went to be a guard. A guard. Yeah. Was that, that was Salvation Army again? It was. Yep. I had my badges. What badges did you have? I had one for helping people. Helping people. Sewing. <laughs> Sewing. Nature. There was one nature. for nature. Nature. Okay. I don't know what I had to do for nature. Maybe. But... Well, that's probably evident by the amount of plants <laughs> in our home. So That's right. I feel like that was probably true to 
nature, as it were. No pun intended. I think it was more about looking after nature. Well, you definitely do that. Yeah. You, you people do comment on your they ability are my to plant keep, babies. keep your plants alive. Yeah. Although I'm not sure the sewing badge was really earned. <laughs> Maybe that one took me a while. I don't know. I'm not very good at sewing. It's not your strong skill. It's not. Normally uh, when, when something needs to be sewn, we, we kind of wait for my mum to come down from Sydney <laughs> and ask her to sew the boys' school pants. That has two purposes, um, dual purpose. Dual. First one is that obviously the sewing gets done properly and it gives her a sense of Involvement, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, like, Night, well, well played. So I'm helping. You are. That's why you got the helping badge. So <laughs> your nature badge and your helping badge were were merited. Your sewing badge, I think, was was received under false pretense. Probably. <laughs> but we, as Christians, sometimes we like we love ironing on these badges of stoic faith. Yeah. And everything will be all right. Trust God. Just believe. And that doesn't always help if. When you're struggling. No, it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily help when when emotionally you're, 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 you're worn out or you're tired or you're exhausted. Um, but then at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to hold on to those truths in Scripture. No, you definitely have to hold on to those truths. I, I think there's just there can be a fine line at times between having these false badges of honor and having what... I guess is part of our armor of of God in what is described in Ephesians six as a shield of faith. Yeah. And so the difference for me is 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 a sense of recognizing the reality of where you're at. Yeah. So sometimes we can have these false positive statements, Christian cliches, but they're detached from the reality of what we're facing yeah but they can also be a shield of faith and in recognizing hey we are under in distress we are struggling emotionally and mentally there are these fiery darts coming into our thoughts or or whatever it may be but there still can be a shield of faith yeah um and i guess one of those ones that we actually discussed recently in a bible study group was the one it is well with my soul yeah, we did. You know, don't say anything bad. Just, just it is well with my soul. <laughs> don't say anything negative. Just it is well with my soul. And you know, it's interesting. It comes from uh, probably two origins, maybe. Um, most people probably know it as a great classic hymn. Especially if you grew up maybe in more of a mainstream church. Yeah. You probably sung the hymn "It Is Well we With did. My Soul." Did you sing it? Yep. It was Salvation in the book. Army. Yep. It in had the a number book. next to it. Book. Yeah. <laughs> The hymnal. I'm sure. The hymnal. I'm learning so much about your your journey. Well, we, I think the words were up on the screen as well, but you did. There was a book with all the songs in it. Yeah, the hymnals. They were classic yeah. in the back of the chairs. Yeah, so it was easy for everyone to. And you got you got to you got to remind the listeners out there when you say the words were up on a screen. That wasn't they were projected from a no, computer. That was some poor, standing some there. poor kid on stage. <laughs> Hoping they got the words around the right had way. To put a transparent slide on an overhead projector. Yeah. That was my first role at a Pentecostal church. That's high pressure. It is high pressure. You need to get all the slides in order. And if that worship pastor deviates. Ooh, yeah. Because most people, like, they can't tell if someone has played a wrong note. Yeah, probably. But everybody can tell if the words are upside down. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like, wasn't like the media people now at the back of the room. You were front and center. Like the, the projector only had a certain throw yeah. and you had to be with the projector. And there was already a lot of heat coming off that projector. Yeah, so if Plus you the had intensity an embarrassed... of the eyeballs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was heavy duty. But so this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, soul was written by Horatio Spafford. And that's another great name. No. Horatio. It's not a good name. <laughs> what, is the, what, is the, what does the name Horatio remind you of? Of an actor with red hair. Well, yeah, your character. It was that character of CSI Miami. <laughs> with his glasses. And super intense. Yeah, he was. Just needed to take it. You're in Miami, Horatio. Chill out. With the sun. Just yeah. chill out, man. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, Horatio Spafford, in the late 1800s, he wrote this hymn after tragedy hit his family. And you can you can look up that story behind the hymn. It is well with my soul, and basically he's a modern day Job, where mm. he lost all his businesses in the Chicago Great Chicago fires. He lost five of his children, one to to illness and four to a tragic drowning, in a journey of where where the family Bar Horatio voyaged from America to England and. Four of his daughter in that that journey drowned, and it was in the time that he was traveling himself from America to England to be with his wife, who was the only survivor um, from the family, that he wrote these words. It is well with my soul, and the opening line is so beautiful: "When peace like a river attendeth my way." Mm. I think that is like. Even just those words, even to say them, there's a comfort in them. Yeah. Well, God's peace always brings comfort, doesn't totally. it? Totally. And it's, 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 a, it's a reference to Isaiah 66, I think, which verse 12, which says, I will extend peace to her like a river. Mm. And I think that is key in these moments when we do struggle emotionally and mentally. Yeah. Is there is a peace. There the, is a peace, always. You know, the biblical reference for it is well with my soul comes from Second Kings. And there's a, a Shumanite woman who her son has just passed away. And as the prophet's servant comes to inquire of her well-being, how's your husband? How are you? And how's your son? And she responds, even though we find out just a few moments later, she's in great distress. She, she responds, it is well. Mm. And I think sometimes people have taken that to say, hey, even when things are bad, you've just got to declare that it is well. Yeah, but that's not really... I don't think that's what no. what was being said here because if we if we look at the this phrase, it is well, the, the Hebrew word that is used is, is actually shalom, which is the, the word for peace. Mm. So I think it gives a whole layer of dimension to it when she says, you know, when the servant asks, how are you? She's, her, her response is, I have peace. Yeah. So she doesn't necessarily go into the details with the servant. She waits till the prophet arrives. But even in the distress, yeah. she has peace. Yeah, because her situation and her circumstances all around her were not great. They were awful. Horrible. But in the midst of situations and circumstances, you can still know that that peace of God is still there. Yeah, and I think when when we are dealing with emotions and our mental thoughts and our well-being, 
And and we're not talking about clinical mental illness here. No. This is we're talking about That's that space of languishing being stuck. I would say that having a revelation of the peace of God is so important. It is. It yeah. won't solve your problems. No. And it's not a magic Christian cure, but it's an underpinning that you can anchor your hope to. Yeah, and sustains you in circumstances and in the things that will try and blow us and move us and shift us. You know, it, it yeah, like you said, it anchors us. Yeah. And I think it's even in this hymn that, that we're talking about, the ability to sing it is well with my soul there's like an anchor point in each of the stanzas or the verses of the hymn that that are the the anchor points to being able to say i have peace it is well with my soul the first being in i think the first stanza says that that he shed his own blood for my soul yeah the second stanza says my sin not in part but in whole is nailed to the cross and i bear it no more and then I think the third or fourth stanza says that I haste the day when my faith shall be sight. In other words, that there will be a day where I will see that which I have put my faith in, which mm. is about the second coming of Jesus. And I think that if you can bookend your mental health continuum with these truths, they go a long way to helping you hold on to the hope that we have in God. Yeah. Because there are times when, let's just be honest, your, your soul feels downcast. Yeah, definitely. Where you feel, yeah, under the weather, blah. Just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, where there's no motivation. None, no. And, and Psalm 42 talks about that. Oh, my soul, why are you downcast? Mm. And I love that the psalmist recognizes that his soul is downcast, but then says, hope in God. For yet I will praise him. Yeah. Is that, yeah, there is a key to stepping forward in your your journey, in your emotions, in your mental well-being that does come from putting your hope in God. Yeah. And that's not blind faith. That's that's in the reality of awareness of everything that you're you're dealing with that you can still find hope in Jesus. Yeah, and I think that's even more beautiful that even in the midst of all of that, that you know and you you know that God is with you and that his peace is there. Absolutely. And yeah. so my my first step when, when I'm struggling emotionally and mentally is, is number one, recognize it. Uh, two is to keep putting my hope in God because mm. I, I probably have a tendency to just start to try and figure things out myself. <laughs> Um, not sure if and you've process. noticed that. Not sure if you've noticed that <laughs> after 18 years of being married. Um, and then thirdly, which is something that you instruct me to do when you normally see that I'm languishing, is to reach out and to talk to somebody. Yeah, it's important. It is. You, you even said that this week to me, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it Encouraged your, you to. It was your gentle it was nudge. Pat. It was yeah, your gentle nudge push. of I. Not sure how much more I can deal with you, James. <laughs> you need to call this person and talk to them. Yeah. To and not about anything specific, but sometimes it's good to have conversations. Um, and even yours are scheduled because, you know, you're a very busy person. 
Whereas you just ring people and talk all the time. Yeah. You've always got the phone to your ear. Yeah, and I, I actually find that talking to people is my own, you know, sounding board of like and working, you know, things out and, yeah. and speaking to the right people too. Absolutely. And sometimes as much as I like to talk to myself <laughs> about my problems, it's probably not the right person to talk no. to about how you're feeling um, because you, you tend to be very empathetic towards yourself. You'll end up with a ball called Wilson. 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 <laughs> oh, Wilson. <laughs> but, hey, if you are in a place where maybe you are struggling emotionally and mentally, yeah. talk to somebody. Yeah. We as pastors are available for people in our church, people looking for a church. Definitely. People just got questions. You can reach us on our socials or via our website and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. But I think that's a healthy conversation. It is. Would you like to add anything else to it? No. No, fantastic. (laughs) Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast of C3 Church Melbourne North. If you'd like more information about our great church, you can check it out at c3church.melbourne.